In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. A little bit of weed mixed with some hard like some clock, I thought I'd jump start my heart quicker than a shock when I get shocked at the hospital by the doctor when I'm not cooperating, when I'm rocking the table while he's operating. You waited this long to stop debating, cause I'm back, I'm on the brag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problem's complicating. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. And get ready, cause this shit's about to get heavy. I just settled on my lawsuit. Fuck you, Debbie! I'm gonna get you, Ryan. <laughs> Lisa Rinna will get you from her little lair. <laughs> what the hell is up, folks? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. I cannot tell you how happy I am to be talking to you right now. I have missed you guys so much. Has it been a year? Has it? I, I think the last time I talked to you guys, it's been a year. What a year it's been. Uh, there, and by the way, uh, this is just going to be last week's Beverly Hills recap. There is so much pop culture going on. Don't worry. I have a plan to talk about all of that. Did you see Kim Kardashian in that that black trash bag? That was, I mean, literally, what a way to, if I'm feverish and then to see stuff like that, it was just like wild. Uh, you think you're having just like nightmare after nightmare and it turns out it's just the Met ball. Um, <clears throat> let me see. So, I'm going to go slow on this. This is uh, my first one back, and I get really tired really quickly. And the thing is, uh, I'll get into more in future podcasts about everything that happened. Suffice to say, uh, I had one thing, it turned into another thing, and it was really fucking scary. And uh, I'm probably about 80% right now, I think. But I wanted to, I, I miss, you know, there, I've only talked to like one person, <laughs> like physically one person in this last uh, 10 days or something. And it's just been wild. I forgot how much I mean, I've thought about so many, I, I you don't even know, like when I, I've thought about so many things over this last 10 days and it's all been kept in my head, which is the worst place to keep all of these thoughts. So I needed to, to vomit them out somewhere. And, uh, I, so, and I tried to let everybody know 
on Instagram, and I know everybody doesn't have that, or even if you listened to last week, what was going on, but I had to take that time off because I just, I, I physically wasn't able to do that. And that, you know how scary that is? Like to be able to usually push through things. Like I, I consider myself kind of like a bull where I'll just push through and, uh, it doesn't matter. I can be tired. I can be, and then just to have everything just kind of go kaput. And it was really, really, really scary. And up until, uh, a bit, a day and a half ago, I was just like, Oh my God, it, Anyways, but this is, we're here to laugh and stuff. So, but there are so many people I want to thank, uh, and I'll do that at another point, but, um, that, that have helped me through this, this period of time, but it has been wild because there has been so many reschedules. I had so many interviews last week that everything went by the wayside. And thank you to Sandra, who's really stayed on top of that because, uh, there were a lot of people I really wanted to talk to and I had to cancel it. So I'm just giving it up and giving it up to God and, and hopefully, I didn't lose too many listeners or interview opportunities or whatever. But the thing that heals me the most is to to, to watch a batshit crazy show like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season. Season 11, episode 16, folks. That's where we left off, um, or that's what we're going to talk about today. Episode 15 was just, God, 10 days ago, and it was wild. And you're like, oh my God, it's like I'm on the... I'm the, I'm on the mat as a wrestler, like just like relent, relent, please. Like, where do you go from here? Like, I'm getting scared. Like, at a certain point, I'm like, is Erica gonna be like, I'm gonna shoot the shit out of everybody, everybody? Give me your wallets, <laughs> give me your cell phones, your wallets, and your jewelries. Give it to me now. Like, it is. It's so bizarre that you would never be able to predict this. And of course, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Season two, episode one aired on Sunday, and what an episode it was. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to recap that for you guys. It won't be today, um, but there's just so much. It, it, it's like every cool thing was happening, and I was just trapped in a bed, and and I didn't really have much will to do anything anyways, So, uh, but it was so frustrating because even my jokes I would try to make on Instagram, they just wouldn't land. I was just trying to – you know when your heart's into something, you guys? Like when you're like, oh, I feel good doing this, and that's how this always has been for me is like I feel good. It's like the majority of the rest of part of my day, I feel bad, and then when I sit down in front of a mic, I feel good, you know, and to not want to sit down in front of a mic was – it's just really weird. So I am so excited to have a little bit of will right now, and I'm going to go stop, start. I have so much medicine and liquids besides me, and I'm really going to take this slow and just try to um, be be careful and be safe. But we also will point out what a batshit loon Lisa Rinna is. <laughs> Man, what a troll. And by the way, I saw some... I, I You know, I was reading uh, Twitter, as you do, and it's like, I love the people, like, here. here's my thought. Remember, these are just my thoughts. Sure, yeah, they are probably the correct thoughts. They're probably the right thoughts, yeah, but they're just my thoughts at the end of the day, and you can have your own thoughts. But the fact that, like, I love when people, and I, some fellow podcasters that will be like, uh, how dare you not like Lisa Rinna and Kyle Richards? Oh, my God. First of all, I love Kyle Richards, actually. I think it's hysterical. But also, I don't 
want anybody to be fired per se, but I think, like I always say, part of loving these shows is hating somebody passionately on these shows. And Lisa Rinna, I'm sorry, I do not know what you're standing up for at this point if you're a fan of Lisa Rinna. Like, do you just love cackling? Do you just love watching a bag of bones cackle? Is it something like a, is like a Halloween kind of thing where it's like, oh, I love skeletons that laugh. It reminds me of a nightmare before Christmas. Like, what is it? Because at this point, I'm like, what is defensible even? Like, I, I don't, I honestly don't. It's entertaining in a way of like watching somebody repeatedly get into a car accident and laugh and cackle during it. But other than that, like, I'm like, what are we, what are we standing up for? But at the same time, I'm not calling for any, and it's stupid to call for anybody's firing. I don't care who you put in these shows. I'll watch them. But you're not going to damn well tell me who I should and shouldn't like. Screw that. Are you kidding me? And guess what? I think I make the right choices, and it shows that I'm a good-hearted person. And so that's that's that on that. I will like whoever I want to like. You will like whoever you want to like. But if it's Lisa Rinna, you're completely in the wrong. And Erica Jane, I mean, this isn't... Just picture it this way. If Erica Jane was on another cast, say if Erica Jane was on Potomac, New York, uh, Atlanta, she wouldn't last an episode. You think any of those ladies would let her pull the shit she's pulling on these Beverly Hills ladies? These ladies in Beverly Hills are pussies. I said it. No, they are flat out pussies. And I'm telling you that. And Kathy was, Kathy's a friend of, so like she can deserve to be a pussy. But even Kathy has her standards. But I'm sorry. Erica Jane doesn't scare me. Like her, like you're taught this in drama school. You know, it's like when you want to scare, like you don't, you're never scared of the loudest person in the room. Be scared of the quietest person in the room, you know? And Erica Jane is doing everything in her power to show how loud, how, like how bombastic she is. And don't cross me or I'll give you explosions. And there's nothing there. The emperor has no clothes, folks. It's funny. I feel like we're going to see this in an episode or something where people just realize like, oh, wait, who the fuck are you? Like, what did you do? Like, you've done nothing. Like, even this character, you know, Dorit refers to in this episode of like, oh, PK, she created this character. Beep, boop, 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 boop. You know, she didn't create the character. Somebody created the character for her. She took up the mantle of this character. I love that we're talking about it like it's Batman or something. It's like, it's a different name and she patted her puss. Like, that's that's the big thing. And it wasn't even like it's that good. She paid to perform at these, these things. But would you ask yourself this? Would you pay $80 to see Erica Jane in concert? And I know her concerts are around 30 minutes long. Would you pay $80? Would you pay $70? Would you pay $60? Would you pay $50? I might pay $40. But that's like extremely like I sneak in booze. I get real lit up and I make sure like, and it's like Luann where you just talk over the whole show with all your Bravo friends. But there's no part of like, oh, I love performing so much. I need to see Erica Jane perform. I just need, she touches my soul. Like there's no part of me that's like, it's like uh, my mom loves Bette Midler's when Beneath My Wings. It's like, there's no like, oh my God, when she plays expensive, it's me and my mom's favorite song. We just, we tear up every time. So I just love the way that these shows and I guess pop culture in general, we make legends of these people. And then you kind of realize like, wait, what did we make a legend? 
oh, she just spent other people's money. Like that was like, that's kind of legendary behavior. She got to where she wanted to go in a way, but she just miscalculated and it all comes crumbling down. So don't boo hoo, boo hoo, like pick your, dust yourself up, pick yourself up and get the fuck out of there and apologize to the people you need to apologize and hope you don't get any kind of actionable lawsuit against you. But this whole attitude, it makes me just, it makes me go harder in disliking her. And by the way, I can dislike her. That we all can dislike her if we want to. Uh, of course, we have a lot of uh, news coming out of the reunion that they just filmed on Friday, September 10th. Uh, Andy supposedly says they, oh, they got into all of it. But we never really can believe. I love Andy, but we can never really believe what he says. He's a showman. He's Barnum and Bailey's, you know. He's a, he's a ringleader. Um, but I can't wait for it. I think, I just hope, like there was a picture of Andy like doing prep and it was like him with a computer out on an Erica Jane scene. And then you saw like a stack of papers and it had Erica and Tom's picture on the, and he was like doing research and everybody was like, Oh my God, look, he's reading. And I'm like, that is way too neat for me, dude. I want fucking sheets thrown everywhere. I want blood, sweat and tears into this. I want a map connecting dots. I want a little miniature set of Tom's car where he like flipped it eight times. I want Andy to have like been, I want a team of experts. Like I wanted Andy to look at this from every angle. And I just don't, think i think that's not the show this potentially is like we talk about it so much for for us uh, to me it's like jfk it's like who shot jfk this is like you know i'm not getting out of this reunion until we we make erica break you know like in fact in fact will there be a waterboarding andy will there be a waterboarding segment at the rea coming up in a dramatic finale we waterboard erica jane <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any. Um, yeah, I'm still sick. Don't no, I, I'm not sick physically. I'm sick mentally. You can hear that. Oh, and also, I you know this goes without saying, but this morning uh, I got the news um, that uh, uh, one of my comedy heroes, Norm Macdonald, uh, passed away. You might know him from uh, Weekend Update on uh, Saturday Night Live from a long time ago, but. Really a uniquely funny man um, and his commitment to um, a joke, even when it didn't work, was really awe-inspiring. And I remember as a kid um, watching Saturday Night Live just for his weekend update and uh, knowing that his humor was left of center, you know, it wasn't populist. You kind of had a, you know, felt like you were part of a cool club if you got it. And uh, he was just such a great storyteller, and I always look forward to him when he was on Stern, and I read his book, and um, a weird dude, uh, definitely, but such a – what, what I find beautiful about comedy is that it really – it's like music. It, it, it It's up for interpretation. Every different – every person, if they're true to themselves, has a, a unique way of making somebody laugh, of um, sharing their story, and uh, – it just to me that it's it's like jazz where you're like oh man this person did it so differently than this person over here and you know some of the biggest laughs i've gotten in life were from things norm mcdonald uh has done so really quick shout out i know this isn't um definitely this isn't about him but uh it's something that happened today and it just sucks with all you know as you the the more pop culture is appreciated the more we have to deal with loss because there are so many amazingly talented people in this world that uh, it just so happens that, you know, unfortunately, this stuff uh, seems to be unavoidable, which uh, which really sucks. But he uh, 
just was a great inspiration to me. And I'm very sad that, uh, that he is gone. Hey, remember when Ryan uh, uh, <laughs> did a Beverly Hills recap and stopped to, w- to wish Norm McDonald well? Hey, you know what? Whatever. It's my show. Get out of here. Um, so this is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 11, episode 16, Threats and Promises. Now, that title, if we're to take anything about titles like we always do, we go, okay, so there are threats made, but there's also promises. And, uh, of course, this they're referring to what Erica Jane, a blank, that's not a threat, that's a promise. And, which is one of the most ridiculous scenes that I cannot wait to talk about. I was, I was inwardly screaming when I saw, I was like, you are fucking ridiculous. Like, the fact that nobody is like... Like, I wanted to hulk out. Like, I, was the fact that Sutton just didn't, like, smash her head into that, like, a caviar pie. Just, even Patrick was like, oh, like, doing the jack-off motion. Like, are you kidding me? You guys are letting this girl run circles around you like this? So, that's where we left off, was at Kathy's dinner party. The dinner party from Hell Part 2. And Erica, so we left off in this tense scene between Erica and Dorit, you know, and Erica's like, do you know something about my life that I don't? If you do speak up, I'm very interested to know. Look at me. Look at me. I go hand to hand on you all fucking day. Miss language all of a sudden. And she goes, I'm telling the truth. I am not. (laughs) Erica Jane, I am not a liar. You have a lot of fucking nerve. And Sutton says, don't talk to me like that, I'll say, I'll say. And Erica goes, oh, what? Oh, what? And Sutton goes, oh, uh, nothing. And she kind of like, little, little giggle. And Erica goes, right, exactly. So shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. Nothing. And it's very dramatic. And Kyle like does like eight different reaction shots in like one second of like, oh, zoiks, oh, oh. like, and Rinna just looks like com- completely comatose. Like Rinna looks like your cell phone when it's on like 1% and you're just waiting for it to die. And it's like, is it flickering? I think it's almost dead. Or when you just have the flashlight and you're like banging it to try to get a, some kind of signal. You're like, I'm, I, you get a light every like three seconds. And Sutton says, everyone wants me to be honest with you, I'll say, I'll say, and transparent, so I'm trying to do that. And Erica goes, this is you guys, I say, Erica goes, would you like to get sued? What the fuck? (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you, Erica, would you like to get sued? How about, would you like to have a working bank account, Erica? How about that? Everyone at the table is like, what the hell? Everybody's like, oh my god, the sue word, the sue word. Like, Literally, what is what I mean, that is laughable. I wish they had all just started. I wish Kathy would have been like, oh, oh, Patrick, did you hear? That's very cute. Sue, get the fuck out of here. Um, so there's doing all these reaction shots around the table, and uh, there's uh, there were doing so many reaction shots in my feverish delusion. I was like, what if all of a sudden I popped up on screen in bed with a reaction shot of Zoiks? Like, I was like, are they just going to do reaction shots of everybody in everywhere? Um, but uh, Sutton goes, of course not. I don't want to get no sued. And Kyle chimes in and tells Erica that when she is threatening Sutton, saying that she'll get sued, then it gives credence to what Sutton was actually worried about. 
And it's totally true. This is exactly part of the reason that Sutton was worried in the first place is that if you're willy nilly going to threaten lawsuits at a dinner table at a Kathy Hilton party, like, I mean, Kathy is all about class. I'm sorry. This is so far from classy and dare I say trashy. Like, dare I say it? Like, I mean, she's trying to come off like, like, like Mame. Like, who, who am I thinking of? Um, like all broadsy. Like I'm brassy and broadsy and salt of the earth, you know. Um, but Erica goes, "Not by me, Kyle." If you want to talk about someone else's health issues and you think that person is not going to come after you, think again. Like, what is she saying? Is she saying Tom in his quote unquote stupor where he doesn't know who he is, is going to now go and like, well, I've got a, I have a feeling that somebody's talking shit about me. I think I, I think I will sue Sutton Shrek. Okay. Like what? And, and also Erica, what the fuck? You're not even supposed to talk to him. So how is he going to find out? Like I, these are such empty threats. These are so it's like the last whimper of a dying beast. It it is so sad. And the the sadness of it for me is in the fact that she could just say, "Guys, I am so scared. This year is so scary. I am doing my best and I am I am it is it is over it is so much." Like could she just be real for one fucking second of her life? What created her will destroy her. And I say that again and again and again. And I mean that like she cannot relent and she thinks she's going to get some trophy for staying the same way throughout when it's just making her appear colder and more manipulative. And it's not doing what she thinks it's doing. You're not going to get a prize out of this at the end if you don't change and you stayed the same like you don't get a prize for that. You do need sympathy along the line somewhere. And and if you actually, like, this makes me think more and more that she's lying. The more persistent she is with this bullshit. And it also just shows you, like I always say, how huge of egos these all these ladies have. Because the fact that she can't get out of her own way and see this doesn't, like, 100% have to do with her. Yeah, it's her experience. But the fact that she thinks this is an attack on Erica Jane almost alone is bizarre. And the fact that she doesn't have somebody close enough to go, yo, do you trust me? This is how this is coming off. It's really, it's, 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 it, that's the part that saddens me. Of course, the victims and all of that stuff mainly, but that part saddens me because I'm like, I just feel like you're, she's being misled and she thinks it's one way when it's this completely other way. I don't know. And also just remember this, Rich people don't give a fuck about us. Remember that. Remember there is a rich person's club. Remember that. They play by different rules. Don't ever have sympathy for that. Just don't. Erica Jane knows what it's like to be us. And that's why she is fighting tooth and nail to never have to come back to being us. Um, So, ooh, damn, Ryan, you got serious. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, uh... Erica is like threatening with the lawsuit and uh, Erica says in a talking head, something is way over her head. It's not about me suing her. It's about careful what you say about other people that aren't there. 
he ain't dead and gone, honey. Once again, like, great, he ain't dead and gone. And the remainder of his days, he's going to send suing Sutton Strack because of some bullshit you started at a party. So we return back to the table with Dory saying, we didn't ask to be in this situation, Erica. Beep, boop, 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 boop. We just, oh, so if that is the situation, we should all be scared. Boop, 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 boop. And then Kyle chimes in again, repeating that Erica's threat of Tom suing is giving credence to Sutton's fears. And... At this point, Erica's talking over Kyle, and Erica's going, Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Mike, check one, two, one, two, Kyle, 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 I don't think you are, Pierre, Kyle, 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 I'm gonna get a nail file and break me out of this jail, out of the prison of <laughs> perceptions and hell. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so she's like, Kyle, 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 she should be quiet. And she's giving her really low Erica Jane voice. She goes, Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> she should be quiet. <laughs> she should be quiet. Kyle, Kyle, she should be quiet. Quiet. She should be quiet, Kyle. And then Tariq goes, you know what? That's a little bit of a threat. And I'm really uncomfortable for all of us. And Erica goes, no, no, it's not, Doreen. And this is so silly because it's becoming this thing of like, also, remember, Erica Jane's not a good arguer. Like, she just isn't. Like, this is why I feel like it really is funny, the perception of things and to actually how it is. Like, Erica Jane... Do you notice never has a good argument for anything? So the argument basically here is Dorico's, well, now I feel threatened. She goes, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. No, that's not. No, it's not a threat. No. Well, it feels like a threat. Well, it isn't. Like, that's the, that's the big argument. She's not a good at the. She's just scary looking. Let's call it. A, she's scary looking. She is. She's intense looking. Um, And, uh. No, no, it's not, Dorit. And then she goes, because she, and she points at Sutton, took it to another level. It's one thing to ask and talk and say things, to call someone a liar, to talk about their health. Dorit says in her talking head, I don't think it's fair for Erica to be threatening Sutton. Sounds like she is saying for those of us that had doubts or questions, have the danger of being sued. Is that something we all have to worry about? Um, back at the table, Erica goes, I'm really about to lose my shit on all of you. And Garcelle looks down and goes, nope. And Erica pauses. And this is where she looks like she is holding in the world's largest fart. She's like, she's got like, you know, she's got her like her elbow like planted on the table just to brace the farts impact. Where it was just like literally, and there's reaction shots of like, she's gonna blow, she's gonna blow. Like, I've got a mean, I've got a mean bubble guts happening. I might take this whole house down with me with one toot. Oh, Pat, I had too much caviar pie. Oh, the caviar pie is not hitting me well. And you know, it's just where you're like, like, okay, just, just tummy, calm down, tummy. And she's got her elbow, she's bracing. And it also kind of looks like, She's lifting up like a shake weight or something. She has that thing of like just and she's like just have you ever seen this movie over the top with Sylvester Stallone? It was from the 80s. And as a kid, I saw it and it made total sense to me. And now 
it's ridiculous because it's a whole movie about professional um, uh, arm wrestlers. <laughs> it really, it really is. Sylvester Stallone has a gift. He's like an arm. He's a truck driver, but he's also an arm wrestler. And he makes his way to the big arm wrestling tournament in Vegas, I guess. And like his big thing is like he would wear this trucker cap. But then when he turned the trucker cap to the like, so the bill was in the back, you knew he was about to bring on like the real arm wrestling goods. And it would be like over the top. And he would like do this technique where he would like put his thumb over the other guys. And that's when you knew he was going to bust it out, you know. And I remember as a kid, like, I mean, this was like high drama. It, like, and then you're thinking, you're like arm wrestling, like, yeah, like the sequel should have just been leg wrestling. Like, um, but I remember, and that's the kind of face Erica Jane is making, the Sylvester Stallone over the top face of like, da 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 da. But it would have been funny if we heard a, excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, Patrick. I just tuned it. <laughs> um, but it, it it's the silence that impresses me around this. So, and also right at this point, Kathy gestures with her two hands, like she's lowering the trunk of a car. She goes, calm down. Calm down. It's me, Kathy. Calm down. And for no fucking reason at all, Lisa fucking Muppet head Rinna in a bad purple jacket goes, take a breath <laughs> with Kathy's dog, Muffy, still sitting in her lap. And, um, you know, you can just tell Muffy's just like, can someone get this drunk bitch off me? It, it's, it literally smells like bones. It smells like minced meat and bones and some kind of lip like filler from China. I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't feel comfortable. Patrick, can you grab me? It's me, Muffy. Can you grab me? Kathy, please. We ha we said stuff about drunk people grabbing me, okay? So Erica, looking psychotic as ever, stares forward. And uh, it's just, just such a great scene in its intensity. The camera pans over on Patrick, Kathy's butler, who looks like he's questioning all of his life decisions at this point. But at the same time, you can tell he's titillated because my theory, remember, is Patrick's uh, from Jersey. He's just doing a French accent, which, by the way, I I don't even now. Time is nothing and meaningless. And I don't remember when this was exactly. But I did a Joey Gorga post, you know, where he does his little comments. And I posted uh, I posted something about like uh, Joey saying like, Patrick, that shit would never fly. Patrick's Italian, and I grew uh, grew up with him, and and that's that on that. And like people really believe it's Joey Gorga in the Instagram post, and it makes me like laugh. But then it makes me so sad because you realize how we've gotten to the place we've gotten to. Is that people really like you think? Like I think when I do something like that, it's so obvious. Like to me, there's not even a question. Like first off, you look at the account, complete tomfoolery bullshit my account like not not a lot of serious stuff so you take that into account secondly joey gorga posts weird things but he never posts stuff about housewives thirdly you go to his accounts it's not on there you know the same pictures there with a different quote so on top of it it's just fucking ridiculous but i shit you not a good 30 percent of people believe it they'll be like joey why don't you mind your own business with stuff you've got going on and i'm like this isn't joey like i don't i but it just shows you how easily gullible, not gullible. I mean, I guess I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's highly disturbing in so many ways. 
but I will continue to do it. <laughs> so, so, so sorry. That's on you if you believe it's uh, Joey, you know? Um, so, oh, actually, Medisa Lopez, who is just amazing and amazing and has helped me so much and graphic designer for the show and all this stuff. But she took notes, helped take notes for the show. And she, uh, this made me laugh. She said, um, what if... Um, there should be a show between Patrick and Walter Voltaire from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They should do the Butler's Couch where they watch old episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Love and Hip Hop and comment on them. I'm totally down for that show. That would be amazing. Two butlers. Like, what if they also, like, kind of disliked each other and they were like, no, you're not right. I'm right. So anyways, back to the table. Erica turns her head to Sutton and you just hear that, like, creak and says... This is what, guys, I, I got to tell you, the production on this season of Beverly Hills is so amazing. And I can't, I watched, I had to rewind this 10 times because the sound mixing here, I'm not joking, is so brilliant. There is dead silence. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing static. And then it drops out in clearness. And it goes, you ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. Like, it was so brilliant. Like, it was, it's, I seriously went, like, the static goes, drops out. You ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. And she's pointing with her doo-doo finger. Her dirty, dirty doo-doo finger. By the way, that's probably how I got sick. I probably was around some, like, Erica. All, all it takes is Erica to touch one surface with her doo-doo finger. She's probably gotten a good portion of the L.A. metropolitan area just sick. With that doo-doo finger. Hey, you like this doo-doo finger? This is Erica Jane's doo-doo finger. Pat the puss with my doo-doo finger. <laughs> what if she does do a song about and go, I've got a doo-doo finger. Yo, you got a regular finger? Ha, I got a doo-doo finger. It's a little brown. A little stuffy. A little feeling kind of funky. My doo-doo finger, don't take no guff. My doo-doo finger, stick it up your butt. Uh, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo finger. Doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo finger. Patting the puss with my doo-doo finger. Patting the puss with my doo-doo finger. Bend the puss with my doo-doo dance break. And the dance break is just, you know, when they do the finger roller skates, just people with doo-doo fingers going, whee! Doo-doo finger. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot how much fun this is. Um, So, uh, she goes, I'm, com I'm coming for you, trust me. Trust me. And she's not in her head. Like she practiced the line with Mikey in the car ride like two hours ago. She's like, uh, he goes, well, how do we practice it, Erica? Now look at me. Give me the laser eyes, Erica. Give me it to, yeah, yeah. Say, trust, trust me. Trust me. Somebody stop me. Trust, trust me. No, harder. Trust me. Okay. Let's roll down the windows. Your doo-doo finger is stinking. So Sutton in a talking head. She's wearing the long blonde extensions with the red dress. And she's like, so you're suing me, I say, I say? You're coming after me, Miss Sutton Strack? 
Am I going to wake up, I say, I say, with a horse's head in my bed? What exactly are you saying here? Sutton responds to Erica by saying at the table, I'm not doing it, I say. I swear to God, Erica. I can't say anything that's going to make you, you threaten me. Because at the end of the day, that's what just fucking happened. Erica just threatened Sutton. Let's make no mistake here. And uh, Erica talks over Sutton goes, No, no, you're not because you call me a liar. It's a threat and a promise. A promise is something your heart makes. <laughs> no, but now we get into the minutia of what is a threat and what is a promise, which is always fun. But that's the kind of school kid games where, like, you know, it's like recess and have like, no, no, Miss Coulson, I didn't threaten. I promised. I promised. Like, does a promise hold up in court when you sue Eric and Jane? Does a promise hold up in court? So uh, <laughs> Erica says, you know, I didn't threaten her. I uh, he said I'd promise I'd come for her. And Kathy in an interview goes, you know, I've done a lot of entertaining and this is just very um, I've never seen anything go off the rails like it did tonight. And, you know, the souffle is probably falling all over the kitchen now because it's okay because, you know, it's more leftovers for me. And then this is, I, I got to tell you, this is, okay, so when this first aired, I was like sleeping through it. I was completely feverish. And this is the image. I, this this is completely tanked. But this was, I was, I wasn't even enjoying watching it. I was just like in and out of like being feverish. And I've watched it many times and this has stuck with me. Is that like, it's, you know, there's more food for me now. And then I kept thinking, <laughs> God, this delusion that Michael Jackson was still alive and he was hiding in the floorboards of Kathy's mansion of like, hee, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy. Ooh, can I have some souffle? Ooh, ooh, this souffle is good, Miss Kathy. Miss Kathy, why was Erica Jane, that mean lady, so mean? Oh, don't worry, Michael. Just eat your souffle. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, Kathy, <laughs> Miss Erica Jane made Michael scared when she said, threaten a promise. <laughs> Ooh. Like, so I just pictured my Michael always there. And Kathy like, Michael, go to your crawl space. We've got visitors. Okay, Miss Kathy. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, Miss <laughs> Kathy, Miss Erica Jane, give me the shivers. Ooh, she's a bad, she's a bad lady. Bad. <laughs> Who's bad? Erica Jane is bad. Who? Ooh, my tummy hurts from all this souffle, Miss Kathy. Ooh, the caviar pie. <laughs> the caviar pie is giving me a little bit of the shits, Miss Kathy. Can I use Paris's bathroom? No, Michael. We told you only Nikki's. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm such a doo-doo brain. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot. Is it upstairs to the left? He. <laughs> Who? So that's what I've been doing. That's the shit that goes through my mind. Um, so uh, Erica says, uh, they're, so they're still fine over this threat promise bullshit. Everyone at the table is talking over each other. And Kyle goes, we can't threaten people. And Erica goes, I'm not. I'm promising. <laughs> and then uh, jumps up and she goes, Kyle, she goes, don't call me a liar, Kyle. And Erica sees Sutton stand up to leave and says, 
where are you going? And Sutton gets up from the table to leave, not forgetting to take the small red Baccarat gift, gift box that uh, Kathy had left for everybody. Because Sutton's no fool. Sutton's like, I will be going home with a grab bag of some sort. Like, <clears throat> I didn't just bit, get fucking railroaded by every one of these so-called pussies, so-called friends that are pussies, and not have a Baccarat. In fact, I would have grabbed Erica's too. Um She's like, you know, if I'm going to be threatening all that, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, sorry. That's Sutton. Sutton going, if I'm going to be threatened and all of that, I say, I say, I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. And and then Erica goes, my bitch, my, and pushes Sutton's chair in. Sutton says, I am not used to people. I say, I say, behave like that. That will make me leave. And she's walking towards the door. Erica goes, Mine, there's the door. Kathy Hilton follows Sutton. Sutton says, no, no, nope, I'm out. No, 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 I'm out. And Erica goes, whatever. And Garcelle goes, oh my God. And then fucking rat-ass Lisa, Rinna gets up to hug Erica because all of a sudden, like, she's like, oh, oh the vodka is uh, making my blood thin. Uh, and uh, she goes, sorry, Erica. <laughs> And uh, she, hail, you know, she's handing the terrified Muffy Hilton to Erica with her doo-doo fingers. And uh, this poor dog is going to need therapy for years to come. So outside the front door, uh, a group of ladies are with Sutton. And Sutton going, this is not okay. And Kathy says, okay, but you can't walk off like that. And Sutton goes, why can't I? What? I'm going to sit there and be threatened? I say, I say, no way. It is kind of. Like, listen, I love Kathy. She's peculiar. She's my angel. But at the same time, I'm not going to stand up for the bullshit she she spews. Like, I, like we, I'm also like, I'm also realistic enough to know, like, I wouldn't take a lot of life lessons from Kathy. I take a little life lessons from Kathy. But overall, it's not like I'm like, okay, Kathy's very wise here. No, Kathy's a fun character. Like, but I no, she's wrong here. So back inside, Erica's like, if you got the balls to sit there and say it, then you got the balls for me to push back. Sutton's got big old balls. Crystal Minkoff, who has contributed nothing to this dinner except some cleavage, goes, agreed. And that's when I was like, fuck off. Um, uh-oh, Erica says. So Sutton got up to throw a tantrum so she can leave. Now, the crystal of it all. Crystal in this next scene and in this moment she says this thing where I completely disagree with, where it seems like she is siding with Erica Jane. But remember, we, er, you know, Crystal has her own issues with Sutton. And I have my own issues with Sutton for how she treated Crystal in those first episodes. But I think that's a lot of the backlash that we're, I, I, feel, I feel like that's what we're getting right here. We're getting a lot of that relationship bleeding into this situation. But also, I will say, and the fairest I can be to Crystal is to say I feel like she's a mean girl in a little bit of a way. Now, that doesn't mean I want her off the show. Doesn't mean I don't like her because I do like her. I like her family. Uh, I like her husband. Uh, and there are times that I've liked her. But I do not like her in this situation. That's just who I am as a person. I don't love mean girls. I love to watch them. So in that sense, it's good. But it kind of was like, ooh. It, it was something where I was like, okay, make note of that. You know, you got to make note of that because next season, you know, we're going to look for patterns of behavior now with Crystal. So, you know, it's just something I've noticed. So back inside, uh, 
<coughs> sorry, outside, Kathy and Garcelle are talking to Sutton. Sutton's crying, going, Yo, she threatened me, I say, I say. Sutton Shrack, owner of two minor league baseball teams, she threatened me. I'm on the board of a ballet company, I say, I say. And Garcelle goes, That's fucked up, I get it. Garcelle says in a talking head that, what she saw tonight in Erica was the nastiest thing she'd ever seen. Now, that is the truth. And it's like all of these ladies are getting railroaded because they're scared of this fucking girl that doesn't have two sticks to her name right now. Back inside, Crystal says, everyone pushed Sutton, to be honest. And Erica responded exactly the way I would have responded. So I thought that was an interesting line. Kyle runs outside as Sutton is saying Erica is going to ruin her life. Kyle says, that's not going to happen. The camera pans over and sees Patrick the butler peeking outside. And he's very still, but you can tell he's really enjoying this. Kyle is trying to assure Sutton that she won't get sued, which I'm like, this is the most ridiculous that we're even entertaining this. And this is must be the kind of pressure cooker they put these ladies under. The fact that that's even like, like, what? You're no, you're not going to get sued. Like what? If, if Sutton's getting sued, then the whole cast is getting sued. And then we're going to bring in other seasons. And then we're going to fucking sue Lisa Renner for Denise Richards, period. Cause that's some bullshit right there. So, um, you guys were riling her up though. And Kyle goes, what are you talking about? Garcelle goes, you're saying that she said something that she didn't even say in that room, referring to the conversation between Kyle and Sutton had on the day uh, before about confronting Erica and Kyle knowing full damn well, it is, she is at fault goes, I was trying to help get it out because she said she wanted to come in and be honest in the group. This is somebody, this is this Kyle. It is so weird how she really just, wanted Sutton to fall on this bomb and to even throughout this episode continues to really stand behind this of like, Kyle, it's not your job to make sure other people are honest. It's the your job to, for you to be honest. Like you feel this way too, I believe. And you're letting Sutton take the fall for this. So Kyle, um, Garcelle says in an interview uh, that the person in the room that doesn't want to do the talking is Erica. And that Sutton needed to say everything she needed to say. But it's like, yeah, answer the fucking questions, Erica. Do you realize she still hasn't done it? And we're talking basic questions. Everyone's trying to coax Sutton to come back inside and sit in the library. But Sutton's like, no, I can't. I'll say, I'll say, I can't. Uh, I've got the vapors. I need a mint julep to calm down. I need a fan. Somebody fan me. I say, I say, um, but yeah, it's very it's very interesting because it really is that thing of like Erica just hasn't you know how simple it would be just to answer some questions, but she can't do it. It's such a it she's it, this is such her Achilles heel. It's such her Achilles heel and I find that so fascinating to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys find that interesting as well. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Folks, I am so thrilled to be doing a commercial again, and especially for one of my favorite brands, Bull & Branch. Um, Now, I told you a while back when they first came on, that uh, they sent me a, a set of their sheets. And I think it is one of the nicest things that I now own. And it is one of those things that makes a huge difference. And especially when you're sick to a, be able to lie in a comfortable bed of soft sheets around you. And these really are my favorite sheets, the best sheets I've owned. And I know you're like, Ryan, that doesn't say much. You slept on a tarp all these years. But for real, it is really, really amazing to actually use. And I was thinking about this is, uh, we talk about the companies that we like, and it's the companies that actually add those kind of uh, little touches. You know, those little things add up to big things. And it's it's kind of like, even like with Bull and Branch, like they they sent me the sheets and they, they sent it in this kind of like beautiful silk thing that you opened up and the sheets came out. Like they have a bag for their sheets, you know? Like I've never like, I was like, wow, like do I keep this bag? Like this is a nice bag. But it's the little things we do that all add up to the legacy that we leave behind. Bull and Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. Now, you'll feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets. These are the sheets that I have, you guys. Like I said, it is so smooth, so soft, where you notice a difference immediately. Like, I noticed a difference immediately, and for me, that says something, because sometimes I'm ignorant to the things like style and fashion, but I was like, ooh, this feels really, really good. And like I said, when you unbox these things, it's kind of like an experience. You know you have a quality product. So experience uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets. The cloud weight super soft sateen weave gets softer with every wash. Okay, that's it. I'm wa- I'm definitely going to wash these sheets. <laughs> so they're crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing to packaging. The perfect balance of weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers through any season. Given your bed the White House treatment with sheets that three presidents have fallen in love with. Bull and Branch is dedicated to quality at every step. So to experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit bullandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. So get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code SOBAD. That's bullandbranch.com, 
promo code so bad back to Beverly Hills. So everybody's returning back to the table. And Garcelle says to Erica, who is creepily petting Muffy, it's kind of like a Dr. Evil of like, my bald pussy. And Garcelle says to Erica, uh, you freaked her out. And Lisa says in the most insane voice, why? Why? And Erica goes, she shouldn't have called me a lion. Garcelle goes, what do you mean? Why? And Erica goes, you guys. You're not going to guilt me into thinking that I'm beat up on somebody. The truth is that the word liar... And Kathy interrupts, that's not a good word. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. A thief or a liar. And Erica goes, which is what I'm continuously called every fucking day of my life right now. Do you think I'm going to accept that on top of everything else I'm accepting? You're a fucking idiot. Now, this is where I think she totally miscalculated. I think she thinks this is some, like, bold, like, ooh, I'm fighting for my name. Oh, it's like the Crucible. Oh, it's my name. Your name is bullshit, first off. You're Erica Chahoy or Chips Ahoy or whatever your last name is. Secondly, you are picking on what you thought was the weakest one at the table. So you aren't standing up for shit. You're actually bullying somebody. And yeah, I am saying bullying. You are bullying somebody. You can't answer a question to save your life. You freak out at the slightest notion of being asked a question. And I'm sorry. Like, it was a very... I, I just... I, I really just don't see... I don't see what she's talking about here. And I, I think her being called a liar every fucking day of her life, her words, is... Fine. Okay. Sorry about that. Hopefully you're, you're going to have your day in court, but that is what you are having to do because of the lifestyle that you chose. Sorry. It sucks, but you start with your friends and then you work your way down. And if you can't even do this with your friends, this is how you behave with people that you know. No wonder she's acting like the way with all of us. Like, do I need to see your butthole every fucking day on social media? Like, oh, cool. Here's my butthole from 2012. Here's a nice black and white shot of my butthole from 2015. And who could forget this beautiful shot of my butthole in Pasadena in 2017? I'll always remember because it was a, a nip in the air that day on my butthole. Like, it's just so dumb. Like, do you ever, like, it's so entertaining, but we, you guys, do you ever, like, watch this and go, this is so dumb, and I love it. Like, it is so dumb. So, um, Kyle, in a talking head, says uh, she's really, you know, she's seen Erica lose her temper in the, the, the past, and we have footage of, like, don't you do that for me, don't you ever do that for me. We see a couple instances of Erica losing her, uh, her cool, and she never does it. I guess none of us lose our cool in the correct way. Like I always, when I lose my cool, I just end up saying words that don't exist. I'm like, oh, floppity jubity dooba, pinna, wheelbarrow man. Like it makes no sense. But the same thing with Erica Jane. She always, like I'll always be like, okay, I think, yeah, I see anger, but what is she talking about? Like it never makes sense. Uh, Kyle continues, what bothers me as Sutton's friend is, you're intimidated by Erica and backing down instead of speaking up and telling her the truth about what she has been feeling. So Kyle is just, she's more disappointed that Sutton doesn't have, Sutton got scared by Erica. When it's like, you're scared by Erica too. You guys are all scared. So it's like, you're you're just disappointed because she's like you and scared. Kyle goes, I think Erica's bite is is less than her bark. And at the table, Erica goes, Sutton's a punk ass. Like, 
I would, if I was Kathy, I'd be like, okay, it's time for you to leave. We don't use punk ass. We don't use words like punk ass here. Where do you think we are? Do you think we're in Covina? Are you kidding me? Do you think we're in the Valley, Erica? Please. I will not be having words like punk ass thrown around. You will use buttocks and buttocks alone, okay? You can say Sutton is a buttocks, but I will not have punk ass. This is not Reseda, okay? No, no, no. Uh, so everyone starts thanking Kathy for the dinner. Rena toasts Kyle goes, ah, this is a great, I would like to do a toast. Ah! And she uh, she goes, uh, I love you, Kathy. I love you. Thank you, Kathy. It's me, Lisa Rena. I pooped in my depends tonight. And Kathy says, Patrick, in all of, uh, she, Kathy goes, Patrick told me, in all of my 50 years, I have never seen people yell like this. And Erica goes, Tell him welcome. No, Erica, you tell him welcome. He's right there, you doofus. Kathy goes, welcome to the club. <laughs> and Erica goes, yes. And Lisa goes, ha, 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 So we're in the next scene, and this is horrible. We're at Garcelle's house by the power plant. Remember, Garcelle lives in some kind of un- Like, it's like she's, like, backed up on a train track, so it always- it just, it just feels very, like there's something Lord of the Rings-ish about it. It just, none of it makes sense to me. And it's just, it's a beautiful home, I guess. Just, it's the outside always gets me. So Lisa Renna pops in and I'm just like, fuck, another Lisa Renna scene. Like we, remember last week when we had 36 minutes of uninterrupted Beverly Hills without Lisa Renna? And do you remember the peace we felt? We were all coming together <clears throat> as a nation during those 35 minutes. I remember 25 minutes in thinking like, oh, there's nothing that I can't accomplish. And then, of course, 35 minutes in, uh, all my hopes got dashed when I heard, ha 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 you. So next thing we have Lisa Renna show up at Garcelle's house and she goes, it's so pretty out here. Your beautiful new home. <laughs> and you know, Lisa's like, it's by a fucking power plant. <laughs> you know, she's like inwardly looking like making fun of all the things. Lisa says in her talking head that Garcelle enjoyed Harry Shosh so much. So, you know, me and Harry dropped off some Shosh after her birthday. Great. Good. Hey, enough about the fucking sauce. Bolognese. Enough. We get it. I fucking love Harry Hamlin. I would go to war for that man. I would take a bullet for Harry Hamlin. I would take a bullet. I would take three bullets for Harry Hamlin. Ham- Without question, three bullets for Harry Hamlin. But this is ridiculous with this sauce stuff. It's getting out of hand. We don't... And Garcelle goes... You know, they're like, oh, yeah, sauce, okay. Yeah. And, you know, then they get down to talking. And Garcelle goes, you know, what What was your takeaway the other night, Lisa, Kathy's? And Renna goes, drunk Renna was in full force. <laughs> drunk Renna is always in full force. By, she, she should have said Renna is in full force. Drunk Renna and Renna are one and the same. So Lisa tells Garcelle... That, yeah, I was drunk at Kathy's house. And there's a flashback to Lisa drinking white wine, another cocktail, uh, and then, of course, grabbing the bell. <laughs> Just being a total unhinged wacko. In fact, after this party, uh, there was rumors that there had been signs up of Lisa Rinna's bony face and saying, you know, if you see this woman, please report her. She's not allowed in Beverly Hills. Um, I just protect your loved ones, I think. that So, um so Garcelle goes, uh, yeah, you were telling everyone to own it. And Lisa says in an interview, I remember Erica and Shutton having words, but I was full on drunk at that party with a bell. 
Like, that's her actual words. Garcelle tells Rena that Erica lost her shit and threatened Sutton. And Rena goes, oh, Zoya, what? And, you know, they were telling, like, the, oh, t- telling her it was a promise. And Lisa Rena goes, oh, she gasped. Like she wasn't there. And Garcelle tells Lisa that Kathy tried to ask everyone to have this discussion after dinner. And Rena goes, I was in a full-on blackout. I was, I literally had pissed myself. I, I had pissed all over Kathy Helton's, I, I woke up. I thought it was 1989 for a second. <laughs> I thought it was on Melrose Place. I swear to God, that's where the defense comes in handy. <laughs> I think I stole things. I came back with two full sets of silverware, and I have them hidden in my garage next to my homemade Versace. <laughs> I'm going to pass one down to, to Amelia and one down to not Amelia. This is your uh, steak set, your steak knife set from Kathy Holmes, and this is yours, not Amelia. And this is the, uh, this, the part also where... Garcelle lets us know that she's inviting all of the ladies over for a traditional Haitian meal. And Garcelle says she texted Sutton this morning. Sutton says, I am not okay, I say, I say. And Garcelle says Sutton doesn't want to be alone with Erica. And then Erica threatens Sutton. Lisa goes, well, that's up to them now to figure out. (laughs) It sounds like it was horrible. Like, Lisa really is, like, I mean... Okay, all joking aside, if really this is the case, shouldn't one of these episodes be an intervention on Lisa Rinna? If she's going, well, that sounds like a horrible night. I'm so glad I wasn't there. You were there, Lisa. She didn't remember anything from eight hours before. Like, if that is really what's happening, it is so funny that that has been passed over on a lot of the discourse I've read, is that we just, like, we just assume that Lisa is just a batshit drunk like we don't even, and but nobody's like worried about her. Like, should Lisa? Should we? Should anybody look in on Lisa? Nobody wants to look in on Lisa. I'm just in my garage, around all my beautiful clothes, drinking straight bathtub gin. <laughs> um, Garcelle tells Lisa, you know, sometimes I feel that the four of you ladies, you know, Lisa, Kyle, Eric, and Kathy, you're on one side and. Me, Sutton, and Crystal were on the other side of everything. Lisa, doing what she does best, plays dumb, and she goes, Really? Oh, gosh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Such a condescending biatch. She goes, I really don't feel that way. And uh, she goes, You really feel that way? And Garcelle goes, Really? Well, I really don't, Lisa says. And Garcelle brings up when she brought up Erica about Tom in La Quinta calling uh, five times a day, Garcelle said that, well, I felt you took Lisa's, you took Erica's side on that instead of, you know, speaking up for me at all. And then she goes, next up at, at your lip kit party with the Dorit fight, Rinna never defended her. Um, and she goes, you didn't say anything. And Lisa responds, it was in my place. And Garcelle laughing goes off, Rinna, come on. Because Rinna does selectively choose when it is her place. And then she goes, and then Sutton goes, sorry, Garcelle goes, well, then it's never your place to say anything. (laughs) I'm so thankful that somebody is there to clearly call her out. She goes, you always say stuff. And Rena says in her talking head, she goes, my loyalty is to the truth. She should have like just blown up into a fireball at that point. God should have smited her down at that point of like, how dare you? She goes, how I see the truth. 
And what Dorit was saying to Garcelle was something that I didn't disagree on. She goes, I heard the jabs. I Jab, jab, jab. And Garcelle expects me to step in and fight your battles. And then she pauses and she goes, bitch, please. What a fuck. You know what? Hey, guys, Harry, do you think I should say bitch, please? Or do you think I should say bitch, please? Or do you think I, yo, what's up, bitch, please? Bitch, please. Bitch, please. Garcelle expects, Garcelle expects me to step in and fight your battles. Bitch, please. <laughs> Bitch, please. Like, I was like, what? If you're filming Lisa Rinna do that, are you smiling? Do you hate your life? Are you just, like, counting the hours down to go home? Are you near a lunch break? Are you, like, really invested? Like, oh, give it, girl. Lisa, you're being fierce. Oh, shit. Something smells. You change your depends, Lisa. Yay. Lisa goes, I choose not to nitpick with you, Garcelle. And maybe you're choosing to nitpick with me. And if we're going to go there, I'm going to go there with you. And Garcelle goes, okay. And she goes, okay, well. And you can tell she's just trying to pull something out of her bony ass. She's like, okay, I got one. Well, when um, I brought you uh, Harry's Bolognese, you, I brought it up to you. And I didn't get a text later, Garcelle, to say thank you. And Garcelle goes, well, I, I thanked you directly to your face when you gave it to me. Yeah, but a text would have been nice. Harry loves text. And Lisa goes, we can both do better. <laughs> we can both do better. Like, how is that even the same thing? Like, you're not standing up to me in these arguments with actual friends. You didn't thank me for spaghetti sauce. <laughs> how is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you didn't. You, we split, hey, I, I, I delivered things to you instead of Postmates. I didn't get a thank you. It it, it is so, and you can just, Garcelle's just flustered. And Lisa goes, we can both do better. I hear how you feel. I hear you. She is such the customer service. I hear how, Lisa Rinna would work perfectly at an airline. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I know it sucks. I mean, I it sucks that you can't make your flight. Well, let's see if we can do better. Well, I guess we can't. Well, we tried. Okay. Well, we're both at fault here, huh? And uh, Garcelle says, "Good." And Lisa goes, "Good, awesome, good, great, good, yes, good, good, great." I, I, such a weird, weird scene. Weird, weird. Weird, wild ladies. Weird, there's wacky, wild ladies right there. Wacky, wild ladies is the new show. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Wacky, wild ladies. Bitch, please. Sorry. I'm just, now I'm just making voices because I haven't talked out loud in so long. So next scene is with uh, our main lady, Sutton and Kyle. And they're meeting at a private sale. At a warehouse, this place Bonhams, and Sutton's arranged for like this private showing before the auction. Um, so it's like you know, really rich and ritzy and stuff like that. And you know, Sutton does have her pull with all of these uh, these people, definitely. So Sutton's there beforehand, and uh, Kyle comes into the scene, and Kyle tells Sutton, "You know, you look pretty," and she goes, "Thank you, say, I say, I was feeling boss lady today," and I'm like, "Hell yeah, Sutton, boss lady," and she goes, "This stuff goes on sale on Tuesday, and we're getting a preview today, and we're gonna start with jewelry because that's what we do. Us ladies love the jewelry, I guess, you know." 
She goes, uh, this, uh, this stuff is especially for us, Kyle. Um, the ladies look at the expensive jewelry. Uh, the, the auction person goes, this isn't for auction. It's just for you guys today, actually, even some of the specialty stuff. And this is, I shit you not, guys, is the one of the bizarrest thing. They show a pair of diamond earrings for 215000 and Sutton goes, that's a good deal. That is a good deal. How would you know? <laughs> like, oh, usually I, I've seen those 285 k 215 I say, I say, that's a good deal, Kyle. You're not going to get better than that. <laughs> that is good. Like, how can you spot that that quickly and go, that is very, that is, like, that's like me at Old Navy when they do, like, two-for-one jeans. And I'm like, that is sensible, Ryan. You should get two of the same kind because you just, you wear them a lot. And that's when I'm very excited on, like, Labor Day sales or something like that. I have, unfortunately, missed it this this past one. But, you know, those, I'm like, okay, that's an obvious good deal with Old Navy. How can, like, Sutton's, I'm like, are these four earrings? Like, do you get, do you get one, one? one half off like 215k but she's like that's a good price i'm gonna keep an eye on those and kyle buys a cartier ring for forty eight hundred dollars and um and then sutton tries on a ring and she's like "Ooh, i'm gonna buy this ring how much the ring 3500 okay and she goes <laughs> sold and then they go pinky power pinky 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 with the rings and it's fun this is the kind of rich person fun I like to watch because I know that they both have it in their bank accounts. Like, I don't need to worry. I don't think about like orphans and widows or anything like that. Like I can just watch two ladies grossly spend an insane amount of money on very tiny objects. And I can feel good about that. Like I do not have to worry about where that's coming from. So I like scenes like this. I'm not against um, being idiotic with wealth. Like, no, this I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I'm, thankful that i think this money can be like tracked traced you know what i'm saying so they uh they stumble upon a a, a set of rothschild set of plates and the the uh auction people say well you know these are starting at 2500 to 3500 dollars a setting and kyle says well it's meant to be since her niece nikki hilton is married to a rothschild and sutton says you better not take these plates from me kyle i say i say these are my plates and sutton says uh, well i want these too you better not outbid me kyle richards and sutton says i love an auction i do i love an auction you know yeah i love preview and everything but in an auction i say i say it goes very fast it's all and then it, there's like this moment of silence in the talking head and son goes it's all about the win and to me that line that one line says so much about sutton and so much about where she gets her value and her worth is it's all about the win it's not even about the money it's about the win you know it's like a gambler in some ways but it's this thing of you know, you know that Sutton wants to be accepted. You know Sutton, really, these trinkets and all that mean so much to her. Because she she even says she has her own warehouse of crap that she just stores shit at, you know? So it's all about that. It's all about the win, you know? It's not about the items themselves, I, I believe. Um, so as normal housewives go, we have that typical scene where the scene happens and then we go outside and Kyle's like... How do you how do you feel about the dinner last night? Did you like the dinner? How did you feel? Was your turkey cooked good? And Colin Sutton are talking. How do you feel? And Sutton goes, "Well, I did not sleep well. I say, I say, and you guys kept telling me to be honest. 
I can't keep listening to someone in my face, I say, I say, say, you're going to be sued with that doo-doo finger. And then Polly Sunshine says, let's go have dessert. I don't know what Polly Sunshine meant. Like, what is that? And Kyle says, what, what are you, what, what you were doing? She's like, it was not what I was doing, Sutton says. And Kyle brings up what Sutton said about confronting Erica. She said she didn't want Sutton to look two-faced. Well, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle Richards, for not wanting your good friend Sutton to appear two-faced. And Sutton gets upset and says, you're pissing me off, Kyle Richards. You're pissing me off. And I really like that. Like Sutton does seem to be very in touch when she has an emotion. <laughs> you're making me very happy, Kyle Richards. You're making me very sad, Kyle Richards. You're making me very angry, Kyle Richards, I'll say, I'll say. Um, she goes... And Dorit's another one that doesn't know particularly the right words like most of us don't. She goes, you, 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 Kyle, you talk too much like Dorit sometimes. And she walks away and Kyle goes, where are you going? She goes, walking away from you. And Kyle says, don't talk to her if you don't want to. And Sutton goes, I am not going to talk to Erica. I've given her my truth. She didn't like it. She threatened me, I say, I say. And Kyle says, I understand, and it was upsetting. And Sutton goes, I have done nothing wrong. And Kyle says, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I think you need to be honest. And Sutton interrupts and says, I am being honest, I say, I say. And I am tired of talking about it. I'm tired. Oh, tired, 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 tired. And Sutton explains in her uh, Talking Head interview that in her marriage, she was told what to do for a very long time. And Sutton wants to be treated like an equal. Talk to me like a friend. But I am the boss now. I am the captain now. Me. Look at me. I am the captain now. Sutton. Sutton is the captain now. Sutton is the captain now. (laughs) Sutton in the captain now. (laughs) But by the way, you know, I love, I really am really appreciating Sutton because you're finding motivations behind her behavior. And that's really what we want. And that's why the Erica stuff is so frustrating because she's not enough of a character where we never get motivations for how she's acting because we don't know who she really is. So there's no, it's like paper thin, but with Sutton, you start to see these little cracks or these little things in my marriage. I was this, or in my marriage, I was that. And then they go, Oh, of course, that's why you're so, uh, you know, you, you get really, uh, passionate really quick or you get upset really quick because you don't want to take a dryer. You don't want to take a backseat ever again. You know, it gives us that it shows us why she acts the way she does. And I think that is sometimes some of the most important clues or a roadmap that they can give us to understand these ladies, you know, but I'm telling you, look at the same way with Erica. And that's why we have so frustrated because we still to this day, how many seasons don't know who she is. I really don't know who she is. So Sutton um, tells Kyle that um, she tried to talk about this in an adult way. And then her quote unquote friend referring to Kyle called her out at the dinner for not being honest. And Kyle then gets pissed and goes, am I the quote unquote friend? And Sutton goes, yeah. And Kyle's pissed and says, I have been a good friend to Sutton and any advice she has given her is because she and any advice I have given her is because I care about her. And Kyle and her talking head goes, your quote unquote friend, Sutton, fuck off. Kyle, please get. Ugh. Oh, Kyle. Back at the scene, Sutton goes, I don't know how I can be more straight. 
I was honest with her. I did say I called her a liar. I did say that I did not believe her story. I say, I say, I did say I didn't believe the timeline. I've said more to her than anyone in the group. And I think y'all, y'all's are scared of her. Guys, is she lying? I've said to her I didn't agree with the timeline. Said that I think she's lying. I said I didn't believe the story. And I said, I've said more than anyone else in the group. And that's what's funny, but it's not enough for Kyle. Kyle's like, more, more, more. Tell her you're going to kick her in the face. Yeah. Like, Kyle is literally egging this on. And that's what I think is so funny because it's not being called out clear. And that's what happens when you only have Garcelle and Sutton on this kind of, not side of truth, but a side, a different way of looking at things. And then you got this Fox Force bullshit over here all sticking together. And they almost, I think, believe their own bullshit. So Sutton says in her talking head that everyone, everyone just wants to be the one to question Erica. Everyone just wants me to be the one to question Erica. Kyle says, I'm not afraid of Erica. And she's never given a reason to be afraid of. <laughs> um, and, uh, but by the way, Erica Jane has gone psycho at Kim's house. Like, I don't, I don't know. So Kyle goes, you're, you're the one afraid of her. You looked afraid last night. Um, and uh, so Kyle's saying that Sutton was the one that looked afraid last night. You backed down and you were weak and it, you know, came on and then it made her come off aggressive. And so she's kind of like, I'm just, I, I didn't agree with this. What Kyle says, Sutton goes, well, when you get this and she puts a finger in her face and told, I'm going to get you. Kyle says, well, that's understandable. And she doesn't think Erica handled it right. She says, well, Sutton didn't handle it right either. And I'm like, God, Kyle says, as your friend, it bothers me to see you back down and be weak. And as Erica's friend, it bothers me to see Erica come after Sutton like that. I want everything perfect. And isn't this what she came in at, um, her birthday at uh, Erica Jane's house with Rinna and she came in and says Sutton wants everybody to, you know, there to be no problems, everybody to get along. And But isn't that what Kyle's pulling right here? So Kyle says, the stronger you are, the less Erica will be like that. She says, you guys have to figure out how to move on, but don't misdirect the anger at me. I, I That was such, to me, a really bizarre scene. And I don't know what Kyle thinks she's accomplished but we get to this fun scene now dorit and pk are setting up their living room for date night humpy the hump and he goes hey it looks gorgeous in here baby looks hey it looks real yummy yummy and you know you see some hors d'oeuvres some crudite on the uh table and dorit's in full like nah she goes, PK, stop picking at the charcuterie board. Beep, boop, 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 boop. He goes, let me at least do it romantically. Boop, boop, boop. And PK goes, hey, bring the champagne. I want to pop the cork. I want to pop your cork too. <laughs> oh, PK. Sorry, my <coughs> Dorit voice is going to be a little hard. They sit down to make the toast with champagne. And he goes, she goes, I, I don't like you to shoot it across the room. And he goes, don't be silly, baby. I'll shoot, I'll shoot it across the room all I want. She goes, Bubba, Bubba, 
do you like this food? And he's like, you never eat, oh yeah, oh, he's, 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 oh, what is this deviled eggs topped with caviar? And they discussed Dorit's dress line coming in and the upcoming launch party for the Dorit for Nectaria collection. And he goes, oh, drink to that. I wish you the best of luck. You're going to be a great success on that. And Dorit goes, I'm inviting the girls with their husbands for this show. And PK was like, hey, how's uh, old Erica doing? What, you know, what what is Erica saying about Tom? And Dorit says, Erica doesn't say much about Tom. She says, I ask you guys to be patient and I can't say anything. She says, now is not the time. And PK goes, well, there's a lot she can say. You know, she's very sorry for the victims. That's not a legal issue. She can say, you know, this is devastating. PK says, Erica doesn't help herself with the social media posting, you know. And there's a flashback to Kyle and Dorit discussing Erica's lingerie post. Because, you guys, during the holidays, or right after the holidays, she posted one of those shots of her butthole. And uh, she's like, and the caption was, Got buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons. Now, I'm no William Shakespeare. Got buffoons eating my pussy. Like, what's so sad about this is that you know, she didn't write the caption. Like, she doesn't have a creative bone in her body unless she pays for it, you know? But got buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons. So take, I mean, everybody, interpret that what it's will. It's 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 like a cloud. Everybody can see it in a different way. Um, and Kyle and Dorit are, like, kind of laughing. They're like, uh, Kyle goes, well, she's a brand ambassador to the lingerie line. And, you know, but some... And uh, but some things are just provoking people to come after her. And Kyle goes, personally, I think she's going about this wrong. We go back to PK and Dorit. PK goes, it's inappropriate. Sends a message that she doesn't care. PK goes, it's not appropriate given what's going on. And Dorit tells PK, well, it's alleged. And PK goes, it's not alleged. What's alleged is that he lost his mind. He can't remember 10 minutes ago, you know, and we have a page six article flash on screen. Tom Girardi diagnosed with Alzheimer's amid legal battles. PK goes, that's highly unlikely. That guy's been act- active, borrowing money, doing what he is for the last few years. He suddenly caught the devil. He suddenly can't remember anything. He can't be who he is. And Dorit says, I thought this man was sweet, kind, and charming. He also cheated on Erica left and right and center. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Reed says, Erica has an outrageous life. She discovered it after 22 years of marriage, at the tail end of the marriage, that Tom isn't who he said he was. That's a fascinating line. Dorit goes, Erica found out at the tail end of the marriage that, PK, that, that, that Tom isn't who he says he was. Bullshit. That was not at the tail end of the marriage. PK goes, no, if she ate. Oh, Dorit tells PK that I know Erica can come out of this and create a whole new life for herself in jail. And PK goes, hey, no, if she isn't careful about how she conducts herself, you, sh- you need to send the right message. And that isn't with your legs open and your stockings showing your old butthole. And uh, he goes, that's not the right message. When you show that you don't care and you're uninterested and you're living your best life, Erica is scratching the nose of those creditors. This is why PK never did... That's that's why I never did cock shots when I owed all that money. I always never showed my cock on my butthole because I took it seriously. Um, She's saying, oh, I don't give a fuck. They'll come for her. I've never seen a worse response. Tariq says... 
Erica says she's promoting a lingerie band and has to work. He says, if I was Erica's crisis management, he would say she doesn't have to do that. And when circumstances change, you change. Dorit says, Erica has invented the character of Erica Jane and she feels more comfortable. Beep, boop, 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 boop. He goes, that character needs to go away for a second. You know, I've been through a billion pound bankruptcy case. And if I behaved a certain way, it wouldn't have pushed. He, t- he talks about the victims and how that money is life-changing for them. He says, she's out there with her legs up in the air. It's all good look, babe. And holy shit. Holy shit. I completely, 1,000% agree with PK. And you see... You see how PK can be completely charming, right? You see how he makes a lot of sense. And I know next week we get more of this, his opinions on this. But he's right. You know, he's able to say that in a very clear, concise manner. I think, you know, Dorit hears that. And that's why Dorit is one of the only other people to kind of raise certain questions here and there. You know what I'm saying? But I thought that was fascinating. It's such a good scene. So this next scene where uh, I think the final scene um which actually lasted over a couple commercial breaks, is Garcelle's house where she is hosting the Haitian dinner. And remember, Garcelle's house <laughs> banked right up against that power plant, train tracks. I just, I really want to know where Garcelle lives because I want to time it from where I, like for some reason, I just feel like you got to go through the woods, you know, like there's different towns, like you have to pay toll fees. There's a troll bridge, you know, Lisa Rinna lives under. Um, so, uh, she is very excited about tonight, and her house uh, looks beautiful. She wants to open up her culture to the other ladies, and so she can get to know her, so they can get to know her better, and vice versa. And Garcelle is talking to the chef about what's planned for dinner, and they say, "Hey, if you don't have soup jumu, you got to get the fuck out of here." So soup jumu they're having, and I'm like, "You had me a jumu, like I, it sounds good, like." Food is, you know, that is, guys, that was the scariest part of being sick. I did not have a appetite for like seven or eight days. And my mouth was so, my mouth and throat was so fucked up that it hurt. And like, I couldn't like to swallow. It was like painful. So like, I'm a big, I'm a, if you know me, I'm a big liquid guy. I love, I love like seven liquids around me at all times. I love liquids. What can I say? And I couldn't, it was so, it hurt to drink liquids. And I was like, it was so depressing. And it was that kind of depressing too, where you couldn't even just watch TV and enjoy it. Like you're like, oh, I'm sick, but I'm watching TV. Like it just was, you know, when you're just miserable and you can't do anything, like, there's nothing good. I don't, anyways, soup jumu at this point sounds, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, I could deal with some soup jumu. Um, she goes, it takes time to cook Haitian food. She only cooks it on the weekends now because of what a process it is. Um, and, uh, that's why she's really excited for tonight. So, uh, we go to Erica's place. She's getting glam done. We see that she has an Erica Jane candle lit. Um, so still doing, still doing glam for a, uh, trip by the, to the power plant. So we go to Kyle's house where she's doing her makeup. And oh my God, you guys, the dog is watching. Remember when I was talking about the dog a couple weeks ago? The hound from hell? Even though this dog seems really awesome, but he's just always watching Kyle. Like, because I feel like if anybody went for Kyle, that dog is ripping your throat out. Like, literally. Like, they always, and they always pan over to the dog. Like, there's got to be some reason. 
where somebody's stuck in that dog. Like maybe it's Russell from season two. Like somebody's in that dog. Like that. There's no reason why they keep giving shots of the dog. Like what? Like I, I keep thinking. Like I'm like, is this? I, is this going to come back? Like do I need to know? Like why do I need to pay attention to this dog? They keep giving. Anyways, Kyle uh, buzzes Portia and and I guess needs some brushes. And Portia brings her mom three brushes. And she goes, Portia, remember, you got to practice your Hebrew because the rabbi and the cantor are coming over tomorrow. And Portia goes, in person? Uh, and she seems annoyed and walks out. Um, so Lisa, of course, guess what? First one there, as always. <laughs> you can tell production really understands how annoying Lisa is. Because they make her come first at all of these things. Because you do have set times. You do you check in at a certain time. And that's why Sutton was the last in this scene. Because they wanted her to come in last. So it always works out. You know, they used to do this. La I mean, they do this all the time. But you would always notice that with Denise and Aaron uh, last season. When they would always have her show up last. After all the shit was being talked about them. Um, So Lisa comes in. She goes, Hello! <laughs> Holy moly, look at this. This smells good. Woo! And uh, I love that some the actual chef has to explain that that this is food, Lisa. Yeah, it's not a candle. This is actual food. What's food? That sounds naughty. Woo! Rinna says, I've never had Haitian food. I've never even had fish, maybe in a taco, but I don't know. But, you know, it's Garcelle's evening, so I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try my best. Can I have vodka? fish so but i love that she's already like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put push out of my comfort zone and have some fish um garcelle uh rena is wearing like this tacky sequin dress straight from dynasty um they guess who will be the last and um they, who will be the last one two three three uh but crystal comes in next and in the background, you can see this weird 8x10, not a poster, just like something you tear out of a magazine of the real Garcelle's talk show. It's like taped on a door. Like they just threw it up there at the last minute to like go, hey, product placement. Like it really, it's in the deep background, but it's like it would make no sense for it to be there because it's not framed. It's on like a door. It makes no sense in the decor. Like, it had to have been this last-minute thing of, like, let's promote the real. That's, I mean, that was my only thought on this. But it is such a, it's a bizarre little moment, you know? Um, so, Crystal, like I said, comes in. Gar um, you know, she's in Garcelle's house. She's like, I love this place. Uh, Garcelle welcomes Dorit. And she's like, Dorit isn't the last one here. She goes, I lost a bet to Rinna about you coming last. And I will say Garcelle does jab Dorit. Like she does. But I think that's who Garcelle is as a person. She's kind of like a joker. And sometimes you like it and sometimes you don't, you know. And I think in this case, like when somebody's overly sensitive like Dorit, you kind of watch those jabs. But Garcelle seems to be kind of amping them up a little bit. I personally love it because I like to see Dorit on her heels, but I I am not idiotic. I do see that it does happen. Erica shows up next. She's in some stupid S&M outfit. She's like, I'm going to put my little black belt right underneath my boobies. <laughs> Look how sexy I am. Hey, girls, have you, seen, have you seen my friends, Miss Erica and Miss Jane? <laughs> They're my boobies. Um, 
Erica Jane is the girl that let you go underneath the shirt and feel an actual boob in the eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Like you do, you, you got to go underneath. She was like that girl. And she was looking at you intensely the whole time. Like she did in that first scene with the holding the fart in. She's like, yeah, touch it, touch it. I'm so sorry. You guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, Lisa and Crystal clap when Erica comes in because that's what we do to encourage people walking through doors, I guess. Um, Garcelle goes, uh, asks Erica what she wants to drink. Erica goes vodka and Garcelle goes straight. And Erica goes, no, no, with a mixer, of course. And then Garcelle goes, well, let's go light because the night is young and I'm not. (laughs) Um, Kyle shows up next with her crimped hair. Sutton, like I said, walks in last and it gets quiet. Um, Lisa and a talking head goes, it's so awkward because no one wants to ruin Garcelle's party. <laughs> Everyone is trying to be on their best behavior. Um, everybody goes, where's Kathy? And Kyle goes, oh, Kathy isn't coming. And Garcelle goes, that bitch. I never liked her. Ha <laughs> Lisa Rinna, I never do not want to pay up my bet. So I, I never not want to pay up my bet when I'm say I'm going to pay up Kyle Richards because they made that stupid bet about who will come last. Garcelle hands money from losing the bet to Rinna. Rinna says, Give it to the charity of your choice. <laughs> so she immediately handles it over to Lisa Rinna's wigs. Uh, Dorit grabs the cash and hides it in her shirt. We're all doing prop comedy here. Everybody laughs. Rinna cackles. Um, and then we go to commercial break. We come back and we are told that dinner is ready. We are getting transported to a beautiful Haitian meal, everybody. So Garcelle welcomes everybody to the table and she, you know, says this is a taste of my culture and my heritage. The first dish is pate, pate, I think, fried pork. And then they have a freedom soup that's made with pumpkin. And Erica's like, why pumpkin? And uh, because, and it turns out pumpkin was an extravagance. It was for the wealthier people because it took longer to grow uh, like caviar. So the only the upper class ate pumpkins. So this was a very, pumpkin soup is like a delicacy. And Erica's like, one time I ate diamond soup. (laughs) Um, So Garcelle says it's, uh, you know, that I found that fascinating that pumpkin soup was upper class because it took longer to grow. The third dish that comes out is a spicy dish, peakly. And uh, she's like, well, don't, but don't have that if you don't like spicy. And Dorit goes, I like spicy. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny if Dorit's mouth turns to fire. Ah, I can't compute. It's burning my circuits. Ah. Um, and Garcelle goes, oh, okay, okay. Look at you, Dorit. Um, Dorit goes, my mom is Moroccan, raised in Argentina. And my dad is Israeli. Beep, boop, 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 boop. A lot of American food can be very bland. She says, this is why PK fell in love with me. When I first met PK, we didn't date a month or two. <laughs> She's like going off. And she stops and she goes, you don't want to hear this. And Kyle makes a crack, says, just wondering if the story is going to go through dessert. <laughs> like, I love that they all just openly fucking make shit of like like they just say you are annoyed like they openly tease her so hard but it's true like even now i am anytime to read speaks once it hits three sentences i'm like oh there she goes she's wound up she's gonna tell a story um 
Garcel Dorigo's, uh, anyways, Garcel, I love the flowers. Boop, 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 boop. Is this flower typical in Haiti? And Kyle goes, they're orchids, Dorit. <laughs> Dorit says, I'm not talking about the orchids, you cunt. And Sutton says, come on, ladies. And they serve the next dish. Garcel tells uh, Dorit to be quiet and Haitian. And Dorit goes, how many languages do you want me to tell me to shut up in? And everyone laughs. It's good natured, I guess. Uh, in a talking head, uh, Garcelle says, have Dorit and I buried things? No, but we hit pause for the moment. Uh, the next course is codfish balls, salted fish. Um, the, the chef explains a lot of things were salted so they could sustain us. And it meant, uh, you know, sustain us over time, I think. And um, Lisa's like, is this, is this like tartar sauce? Is this like tartar sauce? <laughs> Lisa says, this is not the food I'm used to. It's like, I, I'm making a real effort. I'm going to eat. I just got to eat it. I just got to eat it. I love those people that you're just, I, I just got to dive in. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try I'm, I'm crazy tonight. I love that she'll put actual rubbing alcohol down her throat, but she's like, yes, this fish is weird. Um, So this is a fish cake with tartar sauce. And Lisa goes, I did it. I ate fish. I did it. I ate fish. I need that sound drop. I did it. I ate fish. <laughs> uh, next dish is conch conch with mushroom black rice. And Kyle goes, what's conch? And someone says, it's like snail. And Kyle goes, I don't eat snail. And Garcelle tells a story about having a white friend grow, um, up, grow, or one of her first white friends growing up coming over and her friend seeing a goat head in the sink. And Rena says, ooh, this conch is good. And then uh, the last course is lavender creme, creme brulee which is not Haitian, but it's just good. Um, everyone thinks for the uh, Garcelle for the dinner. Uh, Lisa is rubbing Sutton's dress next to her, and she's like, this looks like real jewels. Sutton, your dress is so sparkly and jewels. I'm, I'm getting dizzy. Um, and Sutton's like, come on, Lisa. We've gone over this time and time again. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we, is this couture? Uh uh, Garcelle goes, are we going to go down the couture route? And Sutton goes, uh, Rena, do you want to go down the couture route? And Garcelle goes, okay, no, don't. It's, you know, I think, I think Rena exhausts people. Kyle says, Sutton is competitive when shopping. And Garcelle says, I think you're the same, Kyle. And Kyle tells the ladies about Sutton saying, quote unquote, my friend in air quotes the other day. And Dorico, she did not, she did air italics. Boop, 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 boop. And Sutton says, I know Kyle is a good friend. I believe that 100% totally, I say, I say. And um, Kyle says, well, Sutton's an asshole. And I forgot Eric, Eric quotes around that. Everyone laughs. And Erica is just sitting there on her phone. But she's sitting there like, so her phone, it's like her face is facing outwards. And she's raised her phone to her face. So it's not like looking down like normal people do when you're on your phone. She has raised her phone to her face and looking outwards while they're having this conversation between Sutton and Kyle. And Erica goes, I don't care about anyone's friendship. I'm scrolling the New York Times. It's more interesting. Oh, shut up. Like you're paying for it. You'd hit a paywall. Are you kidding me? By the way, that should go to the video. Your, your little New York Times money that you scroll with. I mean, 
I'm, I'm checking out my world affairs. I'm not just a body. I've got a brain. I've got a body for sin and a brain for reading New York Times at a dinner table. By the way, isn't it way more rude to fucking be with your phone, like, straight up to your face in front of everybody? Like, look at me, everybody. <laughs> Can you tell it's me? <laughs> it's Erica Jane. I've got a big, fat phone in front of my face. <laughs> I bet you couldn't tell it was me. <laughs> So the lady goes sit down in the living room while Sutton and Erica are still avoiding each other. Garcelle starts handing out fuzzy coats to keep the ladies warm because there's a little bit of a nip in the air. They all say it's cold at her house. And Garcelle mentions that she is still looking for those yellow Gucci pants that Kyle wore to Sutton at Sutton's house a month earlier. Um, this is when they met up to talk about Erica and her case when the L.A. Times article came out without Erica. And Erica goes... When was that? And Lisa Rinna turns to Erica and goes, Oh, you weren't there. You weren't invited. What a shady-ass move, Rinna. Like, you literally live to, to, to start drama that you know you're not a part of. So you do it gleefully. She just does. And some might say that makes her a great housewife. Whatever. I don't like her. Um... And uh, and she goes, oh, we shouldn't have brought that up. So awkward, so awkward. A thousand pardons, a thousand pardons. And Dorit goes, well, I am dipping out. I'm going to go get my dick from PK. And Lisa Rinna goes, I think I might go too. And Erica goes, I'm going to leave as well. And Erica goes, thank you for a wonderful evening. The food was great. And Rinna screams. She goes, it's called nippy, nippy, nippy. <laughs> she really does. It's like in the background, but you can hear Rinna go, it's called nippy, nippy, nippy. And Garcelle says to Sutton, is that the first time you've seen Erica? And Sutton goes, yeah. And Garcelle says, you're not, Garcelle goes, you're not expecting an apology. And Sutton goes, I don't need an apology. Kyle goes, well, Erica is expecting an apology. In a talking head, Sutton goes, if anyone deserves an apology, I say, I say, it's the victims. And maybe she threatened me with fangs out. And Kyle says, if you say something, you got to put it out there, Sutton. You have to be honest in the moment. And Kyle says, you know, call me a liar, but call me a liar to my face. And Garcelle says, well, Kyle, that gives me PTSD because at the reunion when you said I didn't pay my charity check, you know, uh, and Kyle's like, okay, well, pick a lane, Garcelle, and a talking head, and blah, blah, who cares? Um, and so it goes, I'll tell you what I'm sick of. I'm sick of being in that hot seat. And Crystal says, well, I was with Erica Jane yesterday, and there is no moving forward. Um, and we see a scene where Erica goes, there's no apology coming out of my mouth ever. Stick to that, toots. Really great policy. Crystal goes, there is no path to resolution. I love that Crystal's all of a sudden, like, you can tell it's around election time. Because she's like, there is no path to 3-1. There is no path. There is no electoral path for Erica and Sutton getting back together again. Um, and so Crystal's like, yeah, so just sit at opposite ends of the table and, you know, be phony. And, and you know, Kyle's like, I hate that. And Crystal says, they don't need to be buddies. They don't need to be friends. And Sutton says, I don't need. I don't need that. And Crystal says... You aren't friends. She hurt you. You hurt her. It is what it is. Crystal, I find that fascinating, too. There is a coldness. And not an inherent coldness, like, you know, with PK and Erica. But there is a coldness. And I find that interesting. Because that person can turn 
off their emotions like that. And sometimes that's very, very chilling. So that is the end of the episode. No. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Wait. Um, yeah. So Kyle says, well, I want to put a Band-Aid on everything. And, you know, I don't want to invite people over to an event if they're fighting. And, yeah, so that's pretty much it. It's just saying, what a beautiful night. And scenes for the next episode, you guys. <laughs> it's just like there's a bunch of amazing scenes. But the topper of, at the very end, Erica's sitting with Kyle. And she goes, Tom's house was burglarized. He confronted the burglars, and then he had to go have eye surgery. Then my son had to go over, and then he rolled his car five times on the way home. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. So we are back to insane stories from Erica tomorrow night or tonight, whenever you're listening to this. So <laughs> let's do that again. Let's do that again. Okay. Okay. Tom's house was burglarized. Tom's house was burglarized. He confronted the burglars, then had to go have eye surgery. And then my son had to go over, then he rolled his car five times on the way home. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. (laughs) That is wild, because she says it all like like monotone. Man, you guys, what a season. And I missed you so much. Thanks for, please keep listening. Um, it, it, It just killed me that I couldn't talk for a week and do all the things that I wanted to do. But hopefully this is where we start uh, digging myself out of this hole. I hope you guys had a good time. I hope there were some laughs in here for you today. And you're going to get another one on Friday. If, uh, knock on wood, if all things. Um, thanks for all your well wishes. And uh, we will talk to you very, very soon. Oh, I'm so happy I did this. Bye. Betches.